Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. I am at the Jockey Club, which is where the Velvet Food and Drink Awards are going to be held. I think I'm going to be making the first announcements in about 25 minutes' time. They're all enjoying pastries and uh, and wine and, and the like at the moment. It's designed really to honour some of the best of the independent food producers from around the Velvet area, which basically takes in Cambridgeshire, drifting into a little bit of Essex and also Suffolk as well. And there's a whole load, as you might expect, of familiar Cambridge eateries who are here. Uh, one you might be interested in, by the way, they're at Wiccan, so I guess fairly close to Wiccan Fen. They're called Gooey Puds. Even the name sounds good. Uh, they're up for producer of the year alongside Stir Bakery and Jai Tea. Uh, then there's Farm Shop and Deli of the Year. Uh, the Larder in Burwash Manor's up for that, along with Meadows and the Gog Farm Shop. So we'll be looking out uh, to see if there's a Cambridge winner there, perhaps. Uh, street Food or Pop-Up of the Year. The Foraging Chef in Cambridge, uh, regular, I think, on Cambridge 105 Radio's Flavour Programme. Also, Steak and Honour. It is fantastic burgers, it has to be said. Tea Room of the Year, Pub and Bar of the Year, uh, Restaurant of the Year, Chef of the Year, and Food and Drink Hero. So hopefully, once the awards are underway, we'll be able to have a word with a few of them. I'm in the sort of the entrance hall for the Jockey Club, which has been the home of British racing for some 250 years now. And I'm surrounded by assorted paintings and drawings. One caught my eye. It looks like architects' plans, and they are. Because although the building has been here, I think, for the best part of 250 years, in the 1930s, the front bit burnt down. So what they have in front of me here are the artwork of the plans to, if you like, the reconstruction of the area that was destroyed. And apparently I was told that they found these pictures at auction, and uh, somebody bought them up, and now they're on display here. The winner is Jai T, and from there I have... David Taylor. David, Jai T have quite a bit of a history attached to two things, don't they? They do indeed, yes. My partner, Jasmine, she is the, the founder of the company, and her family are from India, from an Indian royal family, and uh, have a long history in tea. And she has picked that up and, and brought it here and, and modernised it. So, so what actually happens in Cambridge? I'm presuming you're... Are you importing the tea, or what, what, what happens? The tea is, is coming here from, from all across the world, not just India, but from China and Africa and Japan. And, and uh, yes, it's coming to Cambridge and it's being blended and packaged and, and sold. Am I right in thinking that uh, Jasmine's grandfather would have been, used to literally take tea with Lord Mountbatten? That is correct, yes. The last Viceroy of India, yes. You know, the traditional tea in India, chai, is, is often taken, you know, with lots of milk, sweet. But yes, the... Perhaps it's modernised a bit, yes. That's fabulous. Thank, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I have the winner of the Farm Shop and Deli of the Year, which is the wonderful Burwash Manor, and Claire Rosier is with me from Burwash. Hello. And congratulations. Thank you very much. Burwash Manor, I always find, is a very dangerous kind of shop. You, you go in wanting a couple of things, and then you end up getting a couple of things more and a couple after that. It's, um, is it just me, or does everybody end up doing that? Um, well, that does mean that we're doing a good job, I, I suspect. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, so thank you very much. Um, no, we we really try and champion products that we know and that we love and that we believe in. So that's kind of music to my ears, really. And does that mean that most or many of them are locally sourced from around Cambridgeshire and neighbouring counties? Absolutely. We try and go as good as we can, as close as we can. That's our, our buying policy. Um, one of the things I love about what we do is there is a huge network of local producers and suppliers who are incredible and they're so passionate about what they do. And it's just such a wonderful thing to be a part of such a brilliant community. Do you find, you're often hearing in the news these days, cost of living, uh, prices going up. There's quite a, a bit of publicity this week about supermarkets bringing down the price of milk. It must have really affected the pricing, which I guess inevitably has to be passed on to customers sooner or later. Absolutely. Um, it's not an easy environment to be in for anyone at the moment. Um, we're seeing pretty much across the board a 10% price increase to us. Uh, we try where we can to absorb that, which makes it a little bit tougher every day to um, keep going as a small independent business. Um, but as long as it's a product that you believe in, it's a quality and a value thing for us. As long as you're buying something that is worth the price that you pay, I think that we can continue to charge a fair price for everyone keep the producers going so does that mean that the kind of items that you sell aren't necessarily price sensitive because people are coming in for for quality and if you're looking for quality you you end up spending a little bit more whatever's happening yes and no okay. i think paying for quality is something that i have always believed in but everything is going up you know the price of flour the the price of oil that goes into everything that we eat so I think everything is going up regardless of quality. People are prioritising more what they're eating, what they're choosing to do. And we have to make sure that we're on the ball and that we're providing a service and a product that's good enough. And certainly back is telling you, you can do a week's grocery shopping, can't you, at Burwash Manor? Because you've got the deli counter, you've got uh, Leafs Butchers in there as well. So um... Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's not just us on site. There are 13 fantastic independent businesses on site, predominantly run by women. It's just a really exciting place to be. It's just a really nice community to be part of on the outskirts of Cambridge. That's great. Well, Claire, congratulations again uh, to you and to everyone at the Larder and Burwash Manor. I'm pleased to say I am joined by the food and drink hero. Well, I've got two people, so it must be heroes, which is Vino Gusto. Is that right? In Nanny Bows and Edmonds. So I'm Roxanne and this is Jake. So tell me a little bit about uh, Vino Gusto in which case. We opened as a fully fledged retail and online store last March, having started out as a lockdown project in a sister pub in May 2020, actually. So what would you say, you know, do you get the majority of your business from online or from, I guess, walk-ins, you'd call it, wouldn't you? Well, of course, yeah. No, we're, we're predominantly a bricks and uh, mortar retail store. Um, we have a lovely online presence and we do well from it. But really, we do love talking to and engaging with people in the shop, getting to talk to people and tell them the story about the wine that they're drinking and the dog that ran around the winery. It's lovely. Online sales is slightly more faceless. And where are you sourcing the wine from? All over the world. We're, I suppose, different being a wine shop that we don't have any direct specialty, but we do source wine from, from every country you can imagine, from uh, great value off the sort of beaten track places that you wouldn't often consider wine to come from to the very classic wine regions of the world. And the food and drink scene in Bowes St Edmunds, I, I, I get the impression like so many towns, it's, it's beginning to grow. 
It is. It, it feels like a sort of a simmering pot. It feels like it's about to spoil over just because yeah. you've got so much going on. It's a really vibrant scene. It's a fabulous place to be at the moment, I think. We're very, very lucky. We've got the Suffolk's only Michelin star restaurant. We've got a very new restaurant that opened recently called Lark, which is amazing. It's going to go and do incredible things. So, yeah, no, we're really excited to be part of the food and drink scene. Congratulations. Um what you get? You get your little glass trophy, and uh, what? What do you? Do you get anything else? We got a, a bottle of bubbly. Very nice. Would Last you? Would, would you recommend it? Is it one you sell? Very much so. I don't. I don't. I have sold it in many establishments in the past. Uh, it's Saffron Grange yeah. fizzy, um, and it's great. It's as far as traditional method English sparkling wine goes and from the region in which we're celebrating today it is stunning it's really really good well thank you both uh, very much and uh, congratulations thank you thanks a lot Vino Gusto uh, based in uh, the the wonderful Bury St Edmunds just up the A14 from Cambridge as we heard there quite a bit of a developing food scenes and well well worth exploring going through some of the other winners here for example sam carter at restaurant 22 in cambridge you know you're you're lucky to get if you book today you'd be lucky to get a table probably this year you know it's a very very popular restaurant uh amphora not too far from our studios a wine merchant they uh won bar of the year and they've sort of managed to you know, mix the sales of the wine with a small wine bar area where people can attend as well. Steak and Honor, you know, it's not just about, I say it's not just about fine food. Personally, I find Steak and Honor burgers very fine. It, it, it's at all all ends of, of the sector are doing really well. And then there's many of them within Cambridge. If you speak to uh, Tim Hayward, who is the... Um, food critic or food writer for the Financial Times, amongst others. He'll tell you the places to be, Cambridge, Brighton, Bath. You know, that's where the independent food businesses are really thriving in the UK at the moment. Alice Ryan is with me, who's the editor of Velvet magazine, and uh, Steffi Callister is both here, and Steffi's been looking after things on stage. How was it? It was amazing. Um, I have to say, Alice has done a great job with Velvet Magazine. Really, really well-deserved winners um, who were voted for by the public. All their, you know, favourite people that use these local coffee shops. It's all very local, a bit like us. Uh, Alice, uh, how did you collect the initial lists together? Well, actually, it was all done by public nomination. So we just threw it out to our readers. Who did they love best? And we had more than a thousand nominations, which is just amazing for a first year for the awards. That's pretty good going. And you had a team of judges, I think, as well, to try and help whittle things down a bit. We did. So the three people or businesses which got the most nominations in each category made the shortlist. And the shortlist was then judged by an independent industry expert. So we wanted to make sure it was completely fair, completely authentic. And yes, we've had brilliant winners today. It's just been fantastic to see praise given where it's really due. Were there any tears up there, Stephanie? No tears, no No drama. No tears, no drama. We had um, Dr. Sue Bailey, who unfortunately, our very own flavours, Dr. Sue Bailey, who couldn't be with us as one of the judges. And um, I believe she has turned up as Fanny Craddock in a previous life, hasn't she? Oh, yes. I think we once broadcast, I think one Christmas, she did Fanny Craddock's Christmas for us, which was quite fun. But uh... One thing, Julian, is um, people are asking if they can listen again. Of course, of course. And um, I will be back on the 11th. 
Yes, we're missing you. Can I just say that? Thank you. And I'd be glad to get back, I can assure you. Yeah. Alice, when do you start uh, preparing for the next one? Any minute, I should think. <laughs> no, we'll probably be launching again sort of springtime next year. But we were just so grateful for what we've had from, you know, our partners like Cambridge 105 Radio and the sponsors. Yeah, we've had fantastic sponsors uh, like QCO, which is our headline sponsor. Just the enthusiasm has suggested to us that, yes, it's definitely something we'll be bringing back for next year. 